Welcome to the T-Squared Dad's Brown Bag Podcast. Here's your hosts, Kyle Baker and Dieter Burrell. All right, welcome back to the T-Squared Dad's Brown Bag Podcast. We're here again in our new studio. And uh, Dieter, what's been going on, man? Oh, man, everything's going good. You know, it's like um, like we, we, we talked a little bit about the shed last time and we are still experiencing, you know, experimenting with sounds and, and trying to control the sound over here. But uh, enough about the shed, man. Shed, shed's going to be the fun thing. What about the testing, that, that test that you took last time? Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah. So like we talked about previously, um, I've got four tests down and I got two to go. And um, I think that I've kind of found what works for me as far as what to study, when to study, how to kind of manage that stuff. So you know, I definitely want to talk about that with you a little bit and get your idea of like what I'm doing versus like what you used to do and how the tests are so much different now versus what they were. Um, but yeah, so right now I'm studying for the PPD and I should be taking that test in about a month. So mid to end of August. Uh, I thought it was kind of funny. Um, I, I do a lot of looking on YouTube for tips and tricks and things that people are doing that are working and things that aren't working and where to focus your time. And a lot of them are like, pass the contract management test in a month and pass the PA exam in a month. And then I got to these and it was like, pass the PPD test in three months. And I'm like, okay, maybe I need to adjust a little bit my expectations of how quickly I'm going to be able to absorb this information and be able to put it to use on the test. Because, you know, I think that's one of the big differences in the 5.0 from what was in the 4.0 is it's a lot less about memorization and a lot more about how you utilize that information in a scenario. Um, I remember I took a, I took one or two in the 4.0 and I had some questions that were like direct definition answers. Like, what does X mean? A, B, C, right. or D. Now it's those definitions and terms are mixed into the question. So if you don't know what they are, there's no way you can answer the question. Right. But it, it's then put into more of a real world perspective that's like, the owner wants to build a house on this hill based on the sun path. Where would you want the solar panel system to be? And if you don't, and then the answers might say something about the azimuth and the altitude and all these definition terms. And if you don't know what those are, then you can't, answer you the can't question. answer the right. question because right. you don't even know what it's talking well, about. Well, go, go back a little bit because you, you, you uh, first touched on how you structure yourself studying wise before taking the test now you signed up for the test and how do you how did how did you pre-plan hey i'm going to sign up for this test today is this day and i want to sign up for this test and this test is how many days from that day how did you figure that out so like i said i, I did go on to uh, like youtube and things like that and try to figure out what people had done before and most people for two-thirds of the tests were saying a month and that if you could study really good for a month, that you'd be in a pretty good position. So my number one tip to anybody before you even think about what you're going to study or anything like that is set the test, go ahead and register for it. And then you're working towards that goal. Don't say, I'm going to sign up, you know, a week before I'm ready, because it's just like anything else. You're never really ready to do it. 
you know, you might think that you know all of it and then you take a practice exam and you don't do good. So you're like, oh, I'm going to study for another two weeks so I can make sure that I'm ready. Just go ahead and set that date, register for that exam, and then just work towards that date. This last test, I went into it the day before and I was like, God, there's so much stuff I still don't feel like I know. There's so many things I need to, you know, memorize and all of that. But the test was already scheduled and I couldn't change it. So I was going to have to go take it. Now, did, did you have like, I know you, I know you're using black spectacles. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm using black spectacles primarily. So, so, so I'm sure they probably have a, a sequence of things that they teach you that you can go back at any point and review. Did you have anything that said, hey, I got lesson one through 26 of this particular test section. I'm going to dedicate a day each section or two days each section before you taste the test came was that what you did or or did you have a different way of kind of breaking it down yeah so first and foremost we are not sponsored by black spectacles it's just something that i was doing now if black spectacles is listening and they would like to give me a call feel free but find us on facebook um but yeah black spectacles has a lot of really good tools a lot of people recommend it the only problem with it is the price It is a little bit expensive. I think for a month I was paying like $150. Now you can do like year-long subscriptions and things like that. But And they have three different tiers. In fact, one of their uh, like their expert tier or their biggest tier actually guarantees your pass or else they'll pay for you to be able to take it again. Whoa. But it's, it's really expensive. Right. But it gives you all of the tools that you would need. It gives you, you know, flashcards, practice exams, video lectures, uh, flashcard. I mean, it gives you everything. Brought to you by Black Spectacles. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but the one that I did, uh, and from previous use, I realized that I didn't really use the flashcards very much. I didn't really use the practical applications very much, which is where they like talk to people out in the field and how, you know, permitting processes and how they do it. I, I've been in architecture firms for seven or eight years now. So I kind of have that figured out and i've really found that on the test it doesn't really matter how you do it in the office it matters how in-car wants you to do it so i didn't really find that much so i was able to actually get a lower grade i actually got the base like the basic plan right and it has three different exams practice exams and then video lectures which i find very good because even whenever i was in school i didn't really learn as good from reading a book as i did from just going to class i was never the person that studied a lot, took a bunch of notes or anything like that. I was always the person that like, as long as I paid attention during class, I could recall that information from the lecture and put it to use. So that was one of the big things that Black Spectacles has that most of the others don't. But they also do have a study guide. Okay. And it's a calendar. And it says, if you follow this, you can take the test in a month. And it would say like, watch videos one through seven, then take a practice exam, study the flashcards, Week two, do this, do that. And by the end of it, it was take the exam like 30 did days you follow, later. Did you follow it? The first couple of times I did. So okay. I referenced back to whenever I took them two years ago and was using this to kind of put together a plan for myself. Okay. And the other um, study material that I really used was the Brightwood books, which is what used to be Kaplan. And so my, my tactic was watch all of the videos, take a practice exam, somewhere in the middle of the videos to kind of get myself readjusted to taking a test, finish the videos, read the whole book, take the quizzes in the book, and then take practice exams. 
And at the end of the practice exams in Black Spectacles, it tells you how many you got right from each section. And if you actually go to like review the wrong answers, it will tell you where that answer was taken from. So if it was taken from section 2.1 videos, or if it was taken from professional practice handbook, or if it was taken straight from the code or something like that, it kind of gives you a reference point to go back to and re-study that material. So at the end of the three exams, what I did was I kind of grabbed all of that the week before or the week of and went back and I noticed kind of a trend like section two I was struggling on, section four I was struggling on, but the other ones I was really pretty good on. Right. So I didn't want to waste any of my time studying those because I felt pretty confident in my ability to answer those. So then I could focus my study. And I think that's one of the biggest things is figuring out where your weak points are and really dedicate that time to it, especially if you don't have very much time. As you know, we're really busy. I have two kids. Dieter has two kids. We have wives. We have jobs. We have a lot of stuff going on. So being able to really optimize that hour or two that you have at night, you know, don't don't spend time studying something that you already know, but find where you really need that time to be spent and focus hard. Now you you negotiated something with your wife and said, "Hey, I'm, I'm going to take these this particular hour during the day, this particular day." Um, and then she grabs the kids and she goes and hus- takes them wherever she wants to take them for about that hour or whatever it is. Or do you go somewhere like the public library? Because for me, in my in my situation, I said to Kristen, you stay home with the kids. I'll leave work around five-ish and I'll stay out at, I think you guys remember, I said Barnes & Noble, which was my hangout place. And I would sit there for 50 to 45 minutes and study the best I could trying to read stuff there'd be some days that didn't work out for me but what, what did you what did you do yeah so 95% of my studying happened at my house and that wasn't because I wanted to be there but it was more based on my location and the available places to go I would have to drive 30 minutes to get somewhere to go study and then 30 minutes home and the way I saw that was if I only have two hours to study the last thing I want to do is sit in the car for an hour of it so I can have peace and quiet somewhere else. So I, I found a rhythm. The kids would go to bed at 7.30, 8 o'clock. I would hang out with the wife for 30, 45 minutes, watch a show, you know, eat dinner, whatever, spend a little bit of time with her. And then I would go into our other room and I would study until 10.30, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock at night, depending on how I felt. And then I would do that every night, take Saturday off or something. I cut out alcohol during my study times, you know, where if I did indulge in, a, in, in something and have a drink with, you know, my brother-in-law or something like that, then I wouldn't even try to study that night. I would right. just say, okay, this night is done. I'm having a drink. I'm going to use this as my relaxation day. And that's it. Don't try to mix the two. Right. And, and, and so basically I would study every night. And then what my wife really did to help was leading into the week of the test the weekend before normally i schedule my test for thursdays it just kind of fits really well with our schedule the weekend before she would take the kids at least one of the days um, and go do something fun take them to the zoo whatever get them out of the house so that i could focus for a big chunk of time because that's one of the things i don't have a lot of is big chunks of time like i can get an hour or two here or there but sometimes you just really need to get like six, seven, eight hours of just studying and really immerse yourself in it, not just 
get little bits and pieces. So she would take the kids, I'd get a good day, and then I've, I'd, I would take the day off from work the day before. So the kids are at school and I'm at home for eight hours studying. And then the next day I have the test. I'm going to add to that. That really works for you guys out there that think you can go to work the day before the test. Or a lot of the times I would hear people say, I'm going to take the test on Monday. Because that way it would give them two days to kind of just focus on whatever they wanted to focus and have a good night's sleep and then go take the test. But Mondays are Mondays and sometimes they can be kind of hectic. Some people schedule them Fridays, take Thursdays off. Those, I'm, I'm serious, a lot of people, I, I, the more I talk to people, the more they tell me they are more likely to pass the test when they take that day before the test off then you don't if you don't yeah I, i was even hearing people that were scheduling their test for like noon and going into the office at 7 30 in the morning working until 11 grabbing lunch on their way to go take the test and then try to take the test and i really believe that a big portion of you passing the test at least for these ares i'm not 100 sure about other licensing and stuff like that but for these ares it is a big time mind game And I, I heard someone tell me one time is that you can't fail this test. You might not pass it, but you can't fail it. And the reason for that is there's no limit on how many times you can take it. You can take it as many times as you want. Now, they set regulations on how far in between you can take it. But realistically, you could take this test 10 times. Like they're not going to tell you you can't. And you can't fail a test you can retake. It's not like in, in high school when you take, you know, your final exam on that math test. And if you fail, then you fail the class. It's not like that. So going in with the right mindset. And as everybody knows, any little thing can just tweak your whole day. You know, you take, you're on your way to take the kids to school. Somebody pulls out in front of you. Your kids are crying, whatever. Your day can get, just kind of get off track. So, you know, my wife made sure that I got to sleep in the day of the test. I got to go to bed on at a decent time the night before. She just kind of really handled a lot of the burden of what comes with being a, a dad. And I was kind of able to turn my focus away from that and just focus on this test. And then my repayment of that was that the next couple of days afterwards, like I was really going to try to be there for them and take some of the burden off of her because she had, she had done so much the, the previous few days. So it, it really is a mental game. And I, I know I told you this, but, you know, we're in Pensacola and previously you had to drive all the way to Mobile, mm -hmm. which is a little over an hour, depending on traffic. And again, I talk about getting stressed out before the test. The last thing yes. you want to do is go sit and rush hour traffic in a pretty decent sized city right before you take a test. One hour drive, right? Yeah. I mean, some, I, I went over there one time. Luckily, I always try to get there several hours early. It took me two hours to make the one hour drive. Wow because traffic there was an accident on the bridge and you know i got there and sat down and i'm all flustered because i'm running late and it makes a big difference and now you're taking it over there at uw yeah so now it's in pensacola at the university of west florida and since it's at a college it's a completely different atmosphere the other one is a, a place that they've renovated in a strip mall and turned into as many test seats as they can handle which is fine it's a business mm -hmm. this does not feel like a business And the people there are fantastic. You know, when you walk in, they're, you know, hey, how's it going? Are you ready for your test? Or, uh, you know, did you do you feel like you studied right? You've got this, you know, pumping you up. That feels nice, man. I want, I want that. And, and at the other uh, testing center, it's like, 
come in, put your keys in the locker. Let me pat you down, run a metal detector around you, you know, go sit down. Don't talk to anybody. Don't move. Uh, we'll come get you when your test is ready, which that's their job. It's a business. And, and your nerves are shot at right. that point. Right. Because you're thinking, oh my God, I have to worry about all this stuff. Now this guy's treating yeah. me like a criminal. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but so testing at UWF is, has made a huge difference for me. I remember on this last one I just took, I got up for my break and I didn't take a break on the CE exam. I did take it on the PA exam because now in the test, once you see a question and you take a break, you can't go back to it. Wow. So it's completely locked out. So the first one, I was really nervous about that. So I just said, I'm not taking a break just in case, but I went to take a break on this one and. She's like, hey, how's it going? Do you feel like you got this? Is it going good? You got plenty of time left. Don't worry. Go outside, you know, get some fresh air, take some deep breaths. You've got this. And I'm like, this is fantastic. You know, like it eased me down. Like if I did have any stress, like she helped kind of calm me back down before I went to go sit back down and take this test. Because a lot of times, you know, the information, it's just whether or not you can recall it in that stressful situation. So having that atmosphere really seemed to help a lot. And so far, so good. I've taken two tests there and passed them both. And we'll see what happens. To to everybody over there at UWF that's uh, running that uh, testing center, we're giving you a shout out. You guys are doing a fantastic job. Keep it up. We love it. Yeah. Anybody that's in this area that's trying to test... Honestly, if you were in Mobile, I would tell you to not go to the one in Mobile and drive over to Pensacola to go to the one here at UWF because it's night and day at the stress of the situation. The first time I went, I was the only person there. The second time I went, there was one other person in the room and he left about 30 minutes into my exam. So it felt more like sitting at my house in front of my computer in my office taking a test as opposed to like this new situation, new people, people are talking or not talking, but making noise, you know, things like that. And it can be very disruptive. Um, so being able to just kind of simulate that situation at home and then actually act on it there makes a big difference. You can't simulate eight people sitting in the same room as you typing on a keyboard or doing this or doing that, getting up and leaving to take their breaks and everything. So just, the less stress you can have before your test, the better. Having the right study material. You know, like I said, I used black spectacles. I used Brightwood books. I used YouTube. You know, talking about the things while you're studying. I found that that helped a lot. You know, I mean, you'd, you'd hear me. I'd come into the office and be like, oh, did you know this, this, this? And you're like, oh, yeah, I mean, I kind of knew about that. Let's talk about it. And and I'm sitting in the test and I could be like, oh, I remember. I talked I talked to Dieter about that and this one project that we're doing and Oh yeah, that's right. The elevator lobby needs to be X, Y, and Z large. And I could re it just helps you. If you, if you immerse yourself in the information, you can recall it in these situations a lot better and going into the studying with the mindset of, I really need to know this stuff to be able to do my career. Mm-hmm. This isn't the, the SAT where you're just trying to get the best score you can. And you're not really going to use that in your day to day life necessarily. Right. But in this, like, yeah, I need to know that an elevator lobby is, you know, 1.5 times the depth of the elevator. You know, like I need to know those things for my day-to-day work. So it's it's interesting to learn about. It's things you can recall a lot. And then, you know, you can never overemphasize sleep, yeah. eating right, right, getting exercise. Yeah. 
You know, like I know some people, they'll do like four days where they just sit inside and study. Don't go outside. They eat junk food. You know, I, mean, I love my junk food, but like on, those, on that week before, I try to make sure I'm eating right, getting good sleep, all those things. And have a wonderful wife. Yeah, and have a wonderful wife that's willing to help you. <laughs> that loves you very much. <laughs> yes, very much so. <laughs> but I know, I know mine, mine's been a little bit different than yours was. Yeah. Um, I'm just, I'm really looking forward to being done with it, yeah. but I'm also really looking forward to learning all these things that I'm, I'm studying about. Yeah. So, and, and what Kyle meant to you, uh, to, to everybody when he said, don't go to mobile, come to UWF. Uh, he, he meant it like six months from now when he's done taking his test. <laughs> right. So Although you're not allowed just, to come over here. If it's just me and you there, like <laughs> that'll be fine too, I guess. But, um, yeah, they only have six seats in the whole room. Right. Uh, But it, it really, it really has made a big difference. It's closer. It's easier to get to. The, the staff there is phenomenal. Um, it's a very comfortable situation. That's great. So that's awesome. Well, thank you for sharing. Absolutely, man. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in, uh, in hearing about what you got going on in the next episode. You bet. We'll do that. All right. Well, as always, we got the joke of the day. Why do seagulls fly over the ocean? Because if they flew over the bay, we'd call them bagels. Thanks for listening to the T-Squared Dad's Brown Bag Podcast. Please subscribe on your favorite platform and we will talk to you next time.